Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it is uh, the 27th. Oh, 27th. Yes, it is. 27th of September, 2023, almost the end of September. I can't believe it. So thanks for listening this month. Certainly went by quickly. We've got Dr. Howie Knopf here today. Howie is the uh, former president of the School Psychologist Association. He's the president of Project Achieve, which does all kinds of consulting work to school districts all over the country. As a school psychologist, as a uh, educational consultant, and um, Howie today is going to talk about growth mindset strategies, something we kind of all know about, but what does the research say about it? All right. And it seems good, seems positive, but what's going on really and how he's here to help us with some research, research-based evidence regarding one way or the, on the, uh, or the other on um, growth mindset. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's A-C-E-D.org, home website of our Consortium for Equity in Education. So please go over there. Everything is free over there for you, including our magazine, Equity and Access Pre-K-12. All the podcasts are there. Great information and all the new information about our Excellence and Equity Awards, which is opening up very, very soon, if not today, okay, for Educator Awards. So please check it all out. Again, everything's free at ace-ed.org. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's Larry at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, good morning, Howie Knopf. Good morning, Larry Jacobs. How are you? I am fine, my friend. How's life in Florida? Life is a little bit rainy, rainy and humid, but we'll take really? it. That's okay. We need the wa- we need the water. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, it's always good to have. What do you guys have? Plenty of water down there. What can I say? You're down in Fort Myers. Okay, and I was just reading an article in the uh, uh, um, New York Times today about Fort Myers. If you haven't seen it, there's a column all about it. Folks, okay, all right, I'll check, check, it check it out. I'll check it out. Check it out. Why not? Okay, and I'm up here in Maine, everybody. Most people know that, but I'll I'll say it anyway. Where it is an absolutely perfect fall day, about 60 degrees, sunny, etc. And the trees have not even started to turn color yet, just a little tiny bit. Really? Okay, but not yet. Yeah. Ah. yeah, everything's green. Okay, everything's all green. All right. I'll... Time for me to get up there then. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, you know, they, 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 the the uh, the leaf peepers will be up here probably starting next week for the next month. Okay, it changes when it starts to change. It changes quickly. Okay, as we all oh, know, yeah. Howie, Howie, I got to ask you this growth mindset. I'm going to read you the definition, everybody. The definition that I uh, found. Uh, let's see if I can get it back here. For goodness sakes, um, let's see. Wait a minute. Identify. Uh, hold on, I had it here a minute ago and I lost it. Help me out. Hold do, do, do. Oh, jeez, wait a minute. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Here's what I was looking for. Okay. Teaching students in a growth mindset way is the idea where individuals believe their ability and talents can improve over time with hard work and effort. By fostering a growth mindset, students are taught to embrace challenges with open arms, and failure is viewed as a learning experience. Uh, is there anything wrong with that, Howie? Talk to me. Absolutely not. That, that is a <laughs> great definition. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're starting to do some research before I get on with you. Um, no, it's, it's, that's perfectly benign. 
Okay. But, but, yep. but now, <laughs> now the story, the, the plot will thicken. All right, so I'm, let me yeah. go backwards to go forward, and, and we're going to go through a little journey, okay? So stay sure. with me, and I'm going to ask you questions, yeah? give you a little quiz. All He's right. got to do that. He's a psychologist, so, everybody. He's got to do that. Go ahead, go. buddy. <clears throat> yes. All right, so November 10th coming will be the 55th anniversary of Sesame Street. Okay. Wow. Right. And, and wow. Some, some of your listeners, hopefully everyone knows what Sesame Street is. Right. But here's the point. <laughs> if they don't, if okay. they don't, they shouldn't be here anyway. The heck with them. Go ahead. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Sesame Street was, was created by a producer, Joan Gans Cooney, and she was at a cocktail party. And, and she, you know, had this notion of, all right, can we teach kids how to read on television? And remember, back then, there were four TV channels, okay? That's right. All right. So she, she got at the, at, the coffee, um, at, at the cocktail party was somebody from the Carnegie Corporation. So she got funding from the Carnegie Corporation, Ford Foundation, the U.S. federal government. But here's the point. She spent two years. She got psychologists, educators, um, musicians. Uh, she got experts from all walks of life that related to children and learning. And for two years, they field tested Sesame Street before they ever put it on TV. All right, and that's the theme. The theme is how much research goes in before we unveil something to the public. And, and, okay. and the answer to the okay. question right now is not a whole lot. Okay. So now let's go to growth mindset. Okay. All right. Great definition. Great definition of growth mindset. All right. And, and, and basically uh, the notion is, is that when kids believe that with hard work and with, you know, a focus on learning and embracing challenges and mistakes, that kids will academically achieve at a higher level. And conversely, kids who want to appear smart all the time, but they avoid effort, they'd avoid challenges in order for them to appear smart, mm -hmm. they conceal their weaknesses. Kids that think that they're stuck basically do not academically achieve as well. And all of this wow. was developed by Carol Dweck, who's now at Stanford University, yeah. many, many years ago. Okay. All right. So it sounds benign, all right? But you walk into schools today, and every once in a while, you will walk into a school and you see growth mindset posters. And behind those posters sometimes are growth mindset programs. Okay. All right. Now here mm -hmm. the thought, uh, the plot is going to thicken. All right. <laughs> so recently, I mean, Carol Dweck has been doing this research for a long period of time. Okay. And what she did was a number of years ago, she established a company, okay, called uh, Mindset Works, and they have a product called Brainology. So she'd been doing this research, validated, and so on and so forth. She was recently awarded a $3.5 million grant from the U.S. Department of Education. All right, these wow. are your tax dollars, Larry. Yes. Okay, $3.5 million to validate something that she's already validated. But the point is, is that Mindset Works has been selling brainology for thousands of dollars for over the past decade. 
So now we okay. have a research idea that's become commercialized, and then we've got our tax dollars going to it. But more importantly, we've got thousands of schools across the country purchasing this program and other related intervention programs, spinoffs, but they're spending all of this time, all of this effort, all of this focus relative to kids to help them have a growth mindset. Okay. So let me right. stop there and see, see, see how you're doing on our journey. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Okay. Okay. So, but I, I'm getting the feeling, tell me why I'm, I'm getting the feeling from the way you're saying that this is not good. Well, what's the problem? Help me with the problem. Okay. So if you see right. one, so here's, you're getting the sense that you do. No, there is a problem, but honestly, I am just the messenger. All right. So a study was published uh, so I, I a number kill of you. months you're ago. You're supposed to kill the messenger. You're safe. <laughs> well, you can't. We're on radio. <laughs> so, so, so a, a study was published. Actually, it was a, a series of studies, but the, the, the anchor study was published just a number of months ago in 2023 in a highly reputable psychology research journal called Psychological Bulletin. And, okay. and the authors are McNamara, McNamara and Burgoyne. What okay. they did was they took all of the high-quality growth mindset studies, okay? So they yep. reviewed the, the, the literature, 2002 to 2018, and they identified 63 studies on growth mindset. Okay. Well, and most of them were from 2016 or later. And they, all these studies collectively involved over 97,000 students. Geez. And they did, what's called a, they did what's called a meta-analysis. They took all of these studies, they took all of the effects, and they compressed them, statistically analyzed them in terms of do mindset, growth mindset, programs, interventions, as represented in these studies, do they impact students' academic achievement? Here's the ah. result. Okay. And okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to read Go ahead. Okay? Go ahead. What they found, we found major shortcomings in all of the studies' design, analysis, and reporting. And we found suggestions of researcher and publication bias. That is... Authors with a financial incentive to report wow. positive wow. findings publish significantly larger effects than the authors without the incentives. And across all the studies, there was a very small impact of growth mindset research interventions on academic achievement, but actually it was non-significant after they corrected for publication bias. What does so, that mean? What does that last phrase mean? Basically, what they did was they separated the studies of authors who had a financial interest ah. versus authors that didn't. And what they right. found that Thank what you. appeared to be a small positive result actually turned out to be no result at all. Now, the good news is that there wasn't a negative result. Okay, so we're not hurting kids. Right. But we are potentially hurting kids because we're spending money. We're spending time, and then there's always the potential that if we're teaching kids growth mindset, especially right now, Larry, where we've got all these academic gaps, 
if a school said, all right, well, to help close the academic, we're not only going to do the academic interventions, but we're going to do growth mindset programs so that the kids can believe that they can succeed. But then the, the flaw is, is that when they teach the kids the growth mindset, assuming it's going to work, and then it doesn't work, sometimes they blame the victims. They blame the kids for not embracing the growth mindset. Mindset. So I'm gonna so let, me, let me throw this a different way. I gotta ask you: Is is and this yeah. is an important question? Okay, is uh, I know more uh, brainology. People can look that up, by the way. Okay, but it, it, a, pro, a product like that is growth mindset and mispositioned. Is it mispositioned as an academic product when it should be, if I may, an SEL product? Okay, it's, it's there for other reasons before. Besides, I don't know this company at all. This is the first I've heard of them. Okay, but sure. it, it seems to me because we went back to that definition, and you said, "Oh, that's a great thing." You know, that's a, that's a super thing. Okay, that that's a, the kid can improve over time, etc. Okay, they, they but it uses the word the individual, the child, or the student believes believes that their ability can get them improve, etc., etc. So what are we are we trying to give them a set of beliefs that they can constantly do better, or are we trying to use it for academic improvement? It's, and that's a kind of a nebulous question, but you know what I mean, Howie. Okay, all right, but that that brings us to the next. Or maybe layer. you don't. Maybe you don't. No, 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 no. Let's, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. The next layer is the differentiation between programs and practices. Okay, program and effective practices. So, so I would take your question and say, well, no, we don't want to think about programs. We want to think about practices. What are the, what are the practices? What are the interactions? What are the skills, uh-huh. um, the, the thoughts, the cognitive thoughts and beliefs, okay, that we should be giving to our kids yep. and encouraging our kids to use rather than buy and install a program package. But this is what's happening in education. Right? And, okay. and I'm using growth mindset as, as an exemplar. Is We've got people who are selling packages of things to schools. Some of those packages, I would suggest even maybe many of those practices, they're not well-researched. They didn't do the Sesame Street approach. They basically threw together a package. They didn't do systematic research. They didn't do cross-validations. Okay? They're selling them as a practice, but people are buying the, uh, they're selling them as a program, but people are buying them because of the practices. Okay, so here's the next layer. Okay. I'm a psychologist. All right. You are. There are all sorts good of one. different, yeah, well, thank you. There's all sorts of different biases you know, in, in psychological research, things that we're biased about that cause us to make certain decisions that may be flawed. There's a bias called culturally fluent ideas. Okay, it's a culturally fluent bias. All right, so what does that mean? It happens when educators, in this case, when educators read the descriptions, the characteristics, the elements that are in a program. So they read the practices in a program, a package program, 
And when the practices described in the program align with the educator's belief, then they mm. basically go too far and they say, oh, all right, well, the program has got to be good. I'll buy the program. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. That is a bias. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So what happens, for example, let's go back to uh, the growth mindset. We can teach kids to be positive and self-reinforcing. Okay. Right. When kids right. make positive self-statements to themselves, then we end up with, quote, good self-esteem. Right. We can encourage kids to be optimistic and to believe in their abilities. Okay? Correct. We can Correct. help kids to focus on their mastery of skills and how they get right answers rather than have them obsess over grades and the number of right answers they've gotten. Okay? So would, these yes. are the skills, these are the common sense, effective practices that are embedded in growth mindset, but people see those embedded practices, okay, culturally fluent bias. They see the embedded practices and they say, oh, that's got to be a good program. And then they don't do their own research on the program. And then again, they invest time, effort, money, and kids into a program that, full circle, the research demonstrates basically doesn't impact academic achievement. How, do, how, Howie, how would you expect a given teacher or a given principal to really research it, know what you know? I mean, you know how to do this, but they don't, they don't get the, uh, I forget what you call the, 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 the psychology journal you mentioned where uh, those two gentlemen or those two professors put that together. Okay. And right. uh, I mean, yeah, how would I mean, it's nice to get this, this this differing information out there, okay? But we can't we can't expect people. It, it's too hard in, in the way education is set up. I think. I mean, it seems to me that we um, we just took for granted that this works, and for all I know, it does. The only person I, this is the first I've ever heard of it, okay? But it, according to the, this research, it does not work as well as it should getting kids academic. So what do we do? Because you said at the beginning, again, you like this idea, okay, of getting kids to understand that they can grow with their own abilities and improve, okay? So we do want that to happen, and you want that to happen. I know that, okay? So how do you incorporate the growth mindset into the academics? Where's that going to come from? Because people like this growth mindset stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the things I just described, Okay, teaching kids and encouraging them to self-reinforce, being you know believe in their ability. Sure, those are just common, effective teacher interactions. But Ah. I mean, hopefully the teachers know that they're supposed to be doing those. So I mean, that's just you know that's all that should be in the water of every classroom that we're encouraging Mm. kids that we're focusing on the educational process rather than the right answer that, I mean, all teachers do that. All right. But to answer your question, clearly to vet a program takes time. Okay. And, and again, I'm not necessarily expecting individual teachers. If a school or a district is spending a whole lot of money, if they know they're going to have to invest in professional development, in, 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 if they know that they're going to have to put more resources into something to get it into the classrooms, okay, that's not just the teacher decision. That's a school decision. That's a district decision. Oh, yeah. And it, and right. it, and it involves money. 
So yes. we've got to have check and checks and balances. Ah, so just to give go. you an example, I mean, Please why do. would a district, why would a district sign off on spending thousands of dollars on any program, any curriculum, without somebody saying, all right, here's here's the the demonstrated research and practice of why it works. And I'm not talking about a testimonial. Now, how do you do the research? I was just going, I was just, I was and, just and going again, to bring that up. I was just going to bring that okay. up. Go, yeah, go well, ahead. Continue. Is it, going to take some, is it going to take some time? Yes. But come on. We've got Google. I mean, if you Googled right now growth mindset, somewhere on the first page or second page, is going to be this article. If you if you put into into the browser, validation of growth mindset in schools. Okay, and, and I'm not trying to oversimplify this. Okay, but but it's not as daunting as it seems. And again, if you've got the financial check and balance, or even if you've got the common sense, a building principle saying, look, if we're going to invest resources and time into this. You're going to have to you're going to have to show me that it and so hopefully that that's a committee that is doing it just like every committee that chooses a new literacy curriculum that chooses a new math curriculum we invest that time when we turn over and we're investing in a new academic curriculum where the district is potentially spending thousands of dollars in professional development they put together a district level committee. And they vet, and they interview, and they, they make phone calls to other districts that have been using maybe the two or three top curricula before we select our curricula. That's what you so, do to make sense and, and to be cost-effective and, uh, and accountable. So, Howie, what we're talking about, let me just clear this, okay? What we're talking about is we're using growth mindset, if I may, as a better way to understand how schools should buy curricula and how they need to know a little bit more these days and how it's all out there before they make a purchase. Is that what we're talking about? Or, or, or is it a, a growth mindset that, that we're talking about? Now, Where's that focus? Well, you, were, you, you were such a good student. Thanks, honey. <laughs> it is on both. The, the point is both. The point is beware, do your research relative to growth yeah. mindset. But the generic point, just as you said, is we need to make sure that if we're going to invest time, effort, and kids' attention in curricula, in programs, that we're doing our due diligence before we jump. Okay? Yeah. Let me give you some examples. And I I don't – By the way, I've got to say this is – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, all I'm saying is, no, you, you know, you go, go to a conference like ISTE, where you go to a con- any big conference, there's three, four hundred booths there, all with products that all say it's it's it's, it's all viable. We've researched it; this works, okay. And right. then they show you uh, the testimonials of other of your colleagues, teachers from all over the country, right. principals all from all right. over the country. Oh, we love it; this works. Our kids have never done better. On and on and on, and that that repeats at almost every company out there. Sure, okay. So, you know, it, it, like I'm agreeing with you that we need more efficacy research, uh, research, if I may, to to understand these products. But we 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 do the best we can. And I, you know, if I called Brainology and asked them to do the show, they'd tell me how wonderful it is, and they'd give me all of these course. statistics. And you know, for all I know, they're accurate. 
Okay, all these statistics, etc. Okay, so you know it's, it's, it's and things change, things grow. I have to get my thoughts together here. Things change, things grow over the years. What we thought was good at one point, I remember a teacher ten thousand years ago was called open education. Okay, I couldn't even right. define it these days. Okay, you know we were both kids then, Howie. We were young. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, that was that was a big thing. And nobody even mentions that anymore. You know, so growth. By, how long right. has this growth mindset been around? How long has this growth mindset been oh, around? A couple of decades. OK, yeah. so say 2000. But, say but, it popped but, up in, but really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean, your point is well taken, Larry. All right. Yeah. And and I'm not trying to be a downer here. OK, I'm not trying you're to look at downer, the glass Howie. half you're empty. Just, right? but, presenting research. Uh, this is a. This is a cautionary tale, yeah. okay? And yes, there there are times where we look at the research, we vet, and we find out later, eh, not so much, okay? Um, right. But, but there are things that we walk into. If it, you know, if if it just if it just doesn't feel right, all right. Let me give you two examples, okay? And and these sure. are terrible examples. I'll probably end up getting sued, <laughs> but whatever. Okay. All right, and I'm just picking. When I woke up this morning and I start started really preparing for today um, with you, I've got a I've got a full page list of program. I, I could have talked about any of these other programs other exactly. than growth yeah. mindset. That's, I guess that's it's my just, point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So here here's just two examples. All right. I'm going to go back a little bit. All right. Good. About a decade ago, Ruby Payne's program on understanding poverty was like one of the number one programs across this. the country. Yeah, I remember this. Okay. Yeah. Districts were spending thousands of dollars on it. And again, it was a good premise. We need as teachers to understand the impact, the subtle, implicit even, impact of poverty. So Ruby's doing the Ruby thing. And I've been on, I was on, on the dais a number of times with Ruby. All right, well, where's Ruby gone? Well, the reason why we haven't heard much about Ruby is because the Harvard Educational Review did a study of a number of the implementations of Ruby Payne's work in the schools, and just like growth mindset, what did they find? No results, no impact. Wow. It did not impact, and this is all over Education Week right now, okay? Lucy Calkins' literacy oh, program. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Told the okay. story. Yeah. Okay. Told the story. Okay. Yep. So, okay. So for years and years, Lucy was, yep. I mean, and again, she's a good person. I've met her a couple of times. I mean, she was oh, well intended. Okay. Absolutely. But the research wasn't there that you don't, you don't ignore phonetic skill development in kids in order to help them to read. And yeah. so how many schools in okay and all right so it's again this is a cautionary tale and and and, and again mm. relative to Conkins program you have to sit there you know if you've got the national experts in reading who are saying there are five major components of reading instruction and yeah they have to gel and be sequenced and so on but one of the critical of the five is phonetic decoding skills mm -hmm. and if yes. you've got a curriculum that is consciously saying nah you don't really need to do that your gut should be telling you wait a minute uh, that just doesn't feel right <laughs> that's a good point but again it's 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 not the teachers because 
all due respect, the teachers are the worker bees. It's the queen bee. It's the person or persons <laughs> who are bringing the curriculum into the hive. The yeah. teachers are just, they've got to do what they're told to do in some respects. But a lot of them were sitting there saying, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right, but, you know, I trust the queen to bring in the right program. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it is a conundrum, and I wish there was. You know, when, when companies go out, when they create a product, they do the best they can, but then they do go sell it, like sold a story, okay? Sure. And when you get enough research, you know, and Carol Dweck, this woman you mentioned earlier, Okay, you know she seems to be a very famous person, and she is she's she's at Stanford, which is not a, which is pretty sure. impressive. Okay, so when you get that kind of credentials behind you, your automatic thing is at least with me is to basically assume, and you know what happens when you assume. Okay, <laughs> that's but, right. Yeah, that's we right. know that. But this is what people do. They we assume this is the right thing, and your point is very well taken. But we did. When did that uh, that article come out from those two professors? When this year, 2023. Okay, so it's exactly. So it's this year. So I, I hope I'm sure Brainology, if I may, read the article. <laughs> I hope they did. Okay. Yeah, sure. And uh, they're going to make changes. Whatever. We'll find out. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. But the well, you don't know. But this again, it's now going to be competing professors with different research. Here we go. Okay, this should be interesting. Well, it's like and, a, like a and cage you're match. Right. Yeah, it's like a change. Well, but, but you're right yeah. about that, because when they published this article, the journal published, it followed up in the next issue with two counter articles there you and go. another response from the authors. And one of the counter uh, articles actually tried to redo the statistical analysis and slanted toward the more favorable responses of growth mindset. There you go. Right, but here's, <laughs> here's, here's, the la here's the last point. The last point is, is that when you've got this culturally fluent bias, yeah. you get people and they buy in. Okay, so they're buying in because the program has a number of practices that they agree with or believe in. Of course. In. So well, now they you, bought, you're, they bought the program. What you're talking about, Howie, what you're talking about, if I may, okay, is Fox News and MSNBC. Okay. okay, people, people it's, it's inherent bias. Fox yes. News tells conservative people what they want to hear. MSNBC sure. tells liberal people what they want to hear. So the group splits. It was a hell of a lot easier with just Walter Cronkite. Okay, it was okay, easier. But, but yeah. let's take, your, let's take your, your metaphor. If, I'm, if I buy into Fox, okay, there are two ways I buy in. I buy in cognitively, okay, so – their their beliefs align with my belief. But I also sometimes part of me is buying in emotionally. But this yeah. is this is the last point. If somebody says something against Fox News, what do I do? Some to some degree, I go on the attack. I either dismiss yes. the person who's criticizing or I tell them that they're full of it. Yeah. But this is what happens in education. People buy into these beliefs. They buy into these programs. I don't want to go to the edge and say that it's almost cult-like, but sometimes it is. And then what happens is when you criticize, somebody criticizes the program that you believe in, then you either completely dismiss them or attack. 
And so you and I, through this program, we may have lost half of our audience. Because as soon as I started saying something against growth mindset, yeah, half of your audience yeah. might have said, this guy is full I of it, I'm yeah. not going to listen to it. Yeah, but that's not the point. That's not the point. No. The point The point is we want to do what's right with kids. But I, I am going to say of as course. we wind this down today that, you know, we thought the people who use it and still do, by the way, okay, thought they thought they thought and think they're doing the right thing. Okay. And it takes a long, long time for research to come out, especially in education. Okay. A long, sure. long sure. time. It's a slow yes. process. Okay. And, you know, we just got to be aware and on guard and all that sort of thing. It's just that simple. Okay. It's that simple, but it's that difficult in the end. Howie, this is really interesting, Howie. You brought up some good stuff today. I really love that. Right. Okay. It's great. Here's, you know? here's, here's the one. Go here's ahead. the takeaway. All right. Yeah. In, a, in a quick phrase. Utilize the practices. Don't buy the program. There you go. But where do you get the where do you get the practices? Just just innate. Where the, do you practices get the practices are already there. They're effective teaching, school Good and point. schooling practices. Good Support point. kids. Give encourage them. You know, give them, tell them to make the self statements that you can do it. That it's about work. Don't worry about the errors. Worry about how do we correct the errors, the errors. So it's yeah. use the practices, but don't invest in the programs. But if you find a good program that has the evidence, then yeah, go ahead and invest in the program. Yeah. They thought they did, but things are changing. There's a question out there right now. But, you know, yeah, and you're making this great point, Howie. Teaching, uh, although we have to go to school to do it, is innate, okay? We kind of know anecdotally, however you want to say that, what the right thing to do is, okay? We don't need somebody else creating a program to help us do the right thing, kind of the Spike Lee idea, you know? You don't need somebody (laughs) else to tell you to do the right thing. Okay, it's right. that it's that simple, and it's really Howie. This was really clever. I love this uh, this uh, conversation today. Love having you on all the time. Thank you. Well, good. Okay, thanks, buddy. Okay, now you going to the pool right, today? Thanks. Are you going to the pool <laughs> today? What's going on? Okay. No, I've got I've got a, a national I've, I've got a national webinar in a couple of hours, so oh, I think I'll go do for it. that. <laughs> what's the topic? What's all the right. Topic? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's topic the topic is. Today? It's, it's how to scientifically, with psychological science, how to teach kids emotional self-control. There you go. There you go. Is that over on Project Achieve, or where is that for school districts? Well, you know, actually, it's I'm doing it with Brawley Education. So people, you can sign up even right now. We don't start until uh, two o'clock uh, Eastern time. Who? So people go to Brawley Education. B R O L L Y Education. They can sign up, and it's the first of three webinars. I'm doing one each nice. month for the next three months. Yeah. What does is, what is Brawley Education do? We'll give them a little plug. What does Brawley Education do? They they do special education data management tracking on IEPs. Ooh. And wow. they're, yeah, they're they're yeah, they're kind of a niche company, but oh, they're really they, they do good they do good work. They do great work. The purpose of a niche is to be the biggest fish in the smallest pond. Okay? And then you do good. Yep. That's my idea. Yep. You know, that's simple. Yep. Howie, thank you. I'm glad we brought up that thing with Brawley so they can, so people can know about it. Okay? And uh, I'll talk to yeah. you soon. Okay? Thank you. All what right. can I say? Take care, Larry. Thank you. You too. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye.
Okay, everybody, how we not at Project Achieve. All right? Interesting stuff, interesting ideas, okay? And uh, they're his. <laughs> and we're going to archive the show over at a-ed.org and go from there. One me, I'm at Larry at a-ed.org. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, have a good day. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.